today on City Cash Chicago, our older people wield a lot of power. You don't need me to tell you that. Uh, they can make your life better, like filling those potholes, or terrible, like withholding services, or where the hell is my recycling bin? So you need to know who your older person is. But in Chicago, that's not always so clear. Do I call this number to get a new garbage can? Do I call that number to get a new garbage can? I asked my, my friend across the street, they call this other number. And they say, oh, no, you, you can't call this number. You got to call somebody else. You know, it wears people down. It, it gets them less interested in feeling like, oh, they actually have a voice in the political process. Right now is the chance to change that. We talked to someone who's trying to make your older person work for you. It's Tuesday, September 21st. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Every decade, the city has to redraw the boundaries of each of the 50 wards. And that map is being drawn right now. Uh, but we don't know what it looks like yet. You see, all the people do it behind closed doors, basically. But they're hosting a public hearing about it tomorrow. And if history has taught us anything, they work real, real hard to make sure their ward is going to be the one that reelects them. Chris Canis says that's messed up, and it leads to the wonky map we got now. He's not a politician. In fact, he's a professor of computer science. This summer, he and 12 others went all over the city asking people what their wards should look like in order to make their lives easier. So when the commission got together, what was those sort of grounding principles that was going to allow for you all to make, you know, unbiased, community-oriented decisions? One of the, the first ones and one of the most important ones, and that's definitely different from the city council process, is that the entire thing has been open to the public, live streamed, recorded. You can go back and see every single word that we said as a commission to each other and how we drew every single line that shows up on our map. I'm not saying you want to, because we just had dozens and <laughs> dozens of hours of it, right? This is a long, uh, long project, really, really important thing. But it's 100% it's transparent in that way. Uh, some of the other really interesting things we did, we just solicited a huge amount of public feedback. We got public feedback from hundreds of different people throughout the city. What were some of those common threads you were hearing? One of the common threads we definitely heard is, I don't like the current map. It splits my community up. Please keep my community in one ward. We heard that over and over again. We heard that from Chinatown. We heard that from South Loop. We heard that from you know up north in the uptown area. We heard that from all over. We heard from that. We heard so many people just telling us, you know, our alderman ignores us because their power base is in a different community than ours. So we have these really big problems that we need solved, but they don't even return our calls. Is it possible to make sure that this map protects every single community? Or are there going to be situations where you can't readjust it or you can't change things and somebody is you know, ultimately left out of the process? Yeah, I think uh, you can't please all the people all the time. Another really great experience I've had is with uh, folks in the McKinley Park neighborhood, where they came in and said, hey, you know, your, the current ward map, the work in progress that you were using, split McKinley Park into multiple wards. And so what, what we had to do was kind of explain, you know, we didn't do that because we want to limit the voice of the people of McKinley Park. You know, we did that because we are trying to uh, you know, bring in some racial equity here and allow the Asian American folks to have a Asian American majority 
Ward. And so one of the best parts of this transparency here is that we're able to say, hey, this wasn't some backroom deal. The, the feedback we got was like, oh, you know, I want McKinley Park to be one ward, but I understand why you made the decision you made. Being able to have the explanation for people when they come and say, well, why is this drawn the way it is, is really important because I don't think, and, and you, you'd agree, I don't think the current process has that same level of transparency in any way. Let's talk about the map that the commission put out last week. What are some of the biggest differences between your map and the current map of Chicago's 50 wards. So we can talk about specific differences, like keeping uh, you know, about 75, 80% of Inglewood all within one ward. That makes a huge difference there. We keep new communities or, or newly growing communities like the South Loop contained into, into one ward. If, if you took a look at it, if the listeners take a look at it, you look at your own community and it, it, it looks like it's more or less a rectangle, right? Like you say, you know, if you look two blocks to, to one side, two blocks to another side, you're probably going to be in the same ward with the people who are your neighbors. So that the people you see on a day-to-day -day basis are the people that you need to organize with if you want to elect a new alder person. One of the examples you gave was the Inglewood neighborhood, which right now is split between six different alder people. What kind of challenges does that create for a community? How does the new ward that your commission has designed improve that for people on the ground? There's big stuff like how do you redevelop Halstead or 63rd or, or any of these, these big thoroughfares? You want to have one person who has a, a distinct vision for it. And when it's split among lots of different wards, you've got to make sure that it, it scratches this person's back, it scratches that person's back, whatever. And th those are big things, no question. But another thing on the ground is like when the entire community is in one ward, you don't have to go look at some weird map to figure out, you know, do I call this number to get a new garbage can? Do I call that number to get a new garbage can? I asked my, my friend across the street, they call this other number. And they say, oh, no, you, you can't call this number. You got to call somebody else. And so just knowing who it is you're supposed to complain to, who it is you're supposed to ask when something needs to get done, whether it's a permit or a garbage can or whatever, is like a day-to-day -day thing that, uh, you know, it wears people down. It, it gets them less interested in feeling like, oh, they actually have a voice in the political process. And, you know, it's no wonder that we have such horrible turnout in municipal elections because, you know, people just don't see that their government is working for them. How do you envision city politics could change if this map were enacted? I see it as an opportunity to light that fire under a lot of these older people that, that might feel like, oh, this is this is my ward. It's like, it's not your ward. You, you were elected to represent it. Make no mistake, this is the people's ward. Like, do you think the city council would change drastically? Like some of the, the older people who have been reelected, you know, would, would face stiffer competition and potentially be um, ousted? Oh, I, I absolutely uh, believe so. That where bigger changes to the ward map would make the playing field more level. One of two things would happen. A, a new person who is responsive to the community comes in there, uh, states their case, and they get elected. Or the, the person who is the incumbent is like, oh, man, I can't just sit here and hope that you know, this ward is going to get me reelected. I've actually got to get off my butt. I've got a campaign. I'm going to listen to people for heaven's sake. And you know, that would lead to better government, whether the incumbent gets reelected or a new person does. You know, you talked a lot about transparency, like 
how much it means for this process to be open or not. We have the public forum tomorrow for the city council's mapping process. You know, what do you expect from it? And, and what do you think maybe Chicagoans are losing out in this process that we currently have? Because that map is getting drawn in a back room away from the public eye, nobody's seeing those conversations. It, we've kind of got to trust them as far as we can throw them when it comes to the things that they're going to say uh, in public about the mapping process. There's a difference between somebody who's going to listen to you and take your opinion into consideration when they make those decisions and somebody who's listening to you purely to convince you that you have been heard. And then they're going to go and do whatever the heck it is they're going to do. Well, one of the goals here is to get at least 10 of the current alder people to vote for the map y'all created. Uh, that will force voters to decide between the alder drawn map, you know, the one happening behind closed doors, uh, and the commission map. But that's certainly not a guarantee. If you don't get the support y'all need, is there a sense of, well, this was this was all for nothing? So it's definitely not all for nothing. I, I, I could see that, right? There's a possibility where we drew a map that looked fantastic and nothing comes of it. But we have shown the people of the city that an open process can lead to a, an equitable, understandable, effective map for the 50 wards of the city of Chicago. Well, again, Chris Kanish is one of the commissioners who helped draw the independent map. You can see it now. I will put a link in the show notes. Chris, thank you for joining us on CityCast Chicago. Thanks so much, Jacoby. Chris's group, the Chicago Advisory Redistricting Commission, is accepting public comments through October 1st. City Council finalizes their map by December 1st. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. City Council eases cannabis regulations, opening up downtown to more weed shops and cutting red tape for new license holders to open up around the city. CPS updated its COVID tracker early, and in the first three weeks of school, they've reported nearly 500 cases and almost 10,000 exposures. And some good news to get you through. For my local photographers, photo lovers, and if you're just trying to get one off of the gram, tomorrow is the perfect day. Because it's not only transition from summer into fall, aka the fall equinox, but also Chicago Hinge, meaning the sunrise and sunset perfectly aligns with Chicago's east and west grid. Trust me, you're going to want to get a photo. It looks damn good. Remember, for more Chicago stories and events, and even a couple more moments of joy, Check out our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Ba-da-dee. <clears throat> A beady thought to do.